Hey, what's up, everybody? This is K Noel, and I want to welcome you to the Pursuit of Passion podcast, where we give you encouragement for your journey. So take a seat and listen to the practical, but yet sound, encouraging word while you are in pursuit of your passion. What's going on, family? This is your relentless motivator, K Noel. Hey, this is the very last episode. Hey, I'm, I don't know about you all, but I am as excited. I'm ecstatic, man. Y'all been rolling with me for 15 episodes, man. We've been going pretty strong, and I just want to let y'all know I appreciate y'all. Y'all been spending time with me, been rolling with me. Um, a lot of you been hitting my DMs, been sending me text messages, telling me how much you love the um, podcast. So I just really want to tell you all that I appreciate it. So... I have another guest on. I told y'all the last three episodes were gonna be off the chain. So the person that I have on with us t- today, tonight, whatever time of the day you're listening to it, is Tiffany Bird Harris. I'm gonna let her introduce herself and stuff, but you know, just to give you a little, little, little clue into you know how I came across her, came across Tiffany. So I was. We're friends on Instagram, and I came across a video that she posted on YouTube, and it was about creative burning. And and I have to be real with you all. I, I came to a point that I had, I was at a place of burnout, and I was like, that that video, it just it spoke life to me. So you know, it was just a, a divine movement that you know God placed that where I could uh, see it. So you know. I reached out to her, asked her, could I, you know, could she hop on the um, podcast with us and, you know, do an interview? Because I feel like, you know, a lot of us, we may not realize it or not, but we have experienced, you know, that creative burnout. So, Tiffany, we're going to um, start off, you know, you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, you know. I'm happy to do so. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for allowing me to speak to the relentless listeners. This is really awesome. Uh, My name is Tiffany Bird Harrison. And just like Kay Noel said, I basically am a content creator, but I'm also an actor first. And my YouTube channel is really all about fusing spiritual accountability. So that's all things biblical, understanding, concept, etc. with the performing arts. It's really, really important to me that the performing arts community is swelled with the knowledge of who God is and the identity of Christ. And I think there has to be more mainstream uh, joy put in when it comes to spiritual accountability and the performing arts. So that's pretty much who I am in a nutshell. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Absolutely. And I just want to put that plug in there. I'm going to put it in the description of the part of this episode. So you all be sure to go check out a podcast. I mean, not podcast, or YouTube. It might as well be a podcast. Let's be honest. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> uh, so just tell us, how did you, you get to starting your YouTube? Sure. So actually, I, I find that when I tell people, you know, I'm on YouTube, a lot of people are like, man, I've always wanted to do a YouTube channel. But the truth is like, I didn't always want to do a YouTube channel. In fact, that was not, that was the last thing that I wanted to do. I was um, a stage performer. I did musical theater for many years. I went to school for theater performance. So I did a lot of classical theater, Shakespeare, that kind of thing. And um, when I got out of college and did a couple of gigs um, doing musical theater, I, I realized that I really wanted to create something 
But like, I was like, where do I house all of this? Because you guys can't see me, but the, the quirk is real, okay? I am a very quirky individual. And so sometimes it can be hard to be on camera when you have a lot going on with your face, you're very expressionist, and that's me. I'm very full of expression and very full of, of life, I would like to think. So when I came upon doing a YouTube channel, it really was suggested to me. A lot of people said, hey, Tiff, maybe you should put all your ideas, all of your excitement about the, the arts and put it on a channel, on a YouTube channel. And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I, I kind of summed YouTube up in like prank channels and like couples videos. And that was pretty much it. I didn't really have a lot of experience or understanding of what YouTube really was. So I stumbled into it just because I had something to say. And do you ever have that moment, you know, okay, where you like feel like you have something to say that's really just bubbling up on the inside and you're like, I gotta write it down. I gotta record it. I gotta Absolutely. do something. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was what happened is I had something that I wanted to say and I didn't even think it was gonna be a channel. I just said, you know what, maybe I'll put this video up and then we'll see what happens with it. So that's what I did. I put the video up and I, I committed to being on YouTube shortly thereafter because I was like, you know what? I have a lot more to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you feel after you did your first, your first, um, you know, posting on YouTube? Um, I felt a little odd. It's a little weird. I mean, you're putting yourself out there to be, you know, criticized, perhaps. You're putting right. yourself out there for someone to look at your idea and be like, wow, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with it. And I was putting out a, a pretty strong opinion in that first video. You know, I was talking about how to read the Bible to apply, and it was something that was important to me. But I honestly was like, I might offend people by putting this out. You know, there might be other people of different faiths that might hear me. There might be people that I know from theater that are like, who does she think she is? Putting out a video, you know, trying to instruct somebody on something. And to be honest, I was asking myself the same question. Who do I think I am trying to put out a video? So I, I felt a little uh, exposed, definitely felt exposed by just being out there. <laughs> do you like seeing yourself on camera? Does anyone like seeing themselves on camera? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I think it's uh, it's something you get used to. It's definitely something you get used to the more you do it. But man, I there is never a time where I watch myself and I'm like, man, she looks put together. Like <laughs> normally, <laughs> I see myself and I'm like, what is going on here? But um, I'm learning that done is better than perfect. So sometimes when you see yourself and you don't like how you look or you don't maybe you don't like the way that you presented, um, there are so many other people who watch it and they don't even notice the things that you critique of yourself. So I've got over it for, for sure yeah I, i'm in the process now starting to do more videos like on instagram and stuff and i'm having to push myself because <laughs> i'm not photogenic and I, i'm just not that camera guy but then i was looking at one of your videos you know as far as in preparation for just taking pictures mm -hmm. I, was like, I can use that same energy for you know when i'm recording videos and see right now i need a haircut you all probably can't <laughs> see it i have the twist in my hair but right now my hair looks a mess. But you know, I've been saying, I'm just gonna post it anyway. Then I go back and look at, dang, I really need a hacker. But I was like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter as long as people are getting the message. <laughs> and That's and right. a lot of people have been liking it. So I just, I was like, okay, well, I'm doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. And taking that same energy, like you said, I think a lot of people are intimidated by being on camera. You know, they go, oh, how do you do that every week? Honestly, when you start doing it, it's scary. So you do it scared. 
And I right. think just like you said, you do it scared. You're not sure how it's going to end up. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the easier it is to get out there. So I'm proud of you for, for putting yourself out there on Instagram. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I have a mentor and she challenged me. She yes. says, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to do this, but just to, you know, maybe I'll wait for a minute because I was doing videos, but they weren't showing me. And I would, you know, I would just find, you know, little stock pictures or videos and put them in there because I was like, I don't want to show my face. So right. She, she, she suggested it, but then she did suggest it. And I, you know, I, we talked again in, in Messenger on Facebook. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to accept that that challenge because I, I can't be relentless and and not accept that challenge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So, what kind of content can people find on your YouTube channel? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great question. <laughs> um, the reason it's a great question, I, I like the idea with YouTube channels. I, I had to explain it to my aunt like this because um, when I first started doing YouTube, she kind of was like, "Well, you know, your videos aren't really the kind of content that I would watch," and it hurt my feelings. If I'm honest, it hurt my feelings because at first I was like, "What do you mean you wouldn't watch me?" But then I thought about it and I was like. When you watch TV channels, like let's say you watch HDTV or you watch ABC, you know you're not going to go to HDTV looking for cooking shows. Just like you're not going to go to ABC and you're looking for, you know, maybe cartoons or whatnot. You know the channels that you have to go to for those things. Right. So that being said, I'd like to think that my channel is a place for encouragement and motivation. But it's really about being accountable to spiritual principles through the performing arts. So I use sketches, scenes, shorts, theatrical pieces to kind of share my worldview when it comes to the things of God and spiritual things and how you're um, investing in yourself. And that's really the type of content you get. So a lot of times you'll see comedy parodies. I love doing different comedy sketches and whatnot. I also enjoy doing teaching videos where I talk about how to be on camera, how to, you know, like your mentor challenged you to get on and, and do it scared, you know? So I talk a lot about what it's like to be a Christian creative and how we can, um, we can really use that to our advantage, especially because we're bold in our faith and relentless in our pursuits. And so, yeah. So you mentioned, you know, talking about, you know, in the faith, you know, being strong in the faith. How, yeah. how is it being a creative, you know, and being a believer? Hmm. And, you know, you have so many other people, you know, they may not be believers, you know, and they do, you know, like channels, their creators and stuff like that. How is the challenge, you know, seeing some of other other things? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I find that people are really attracted to people who stand firmly in what they believe. And so at first I was definitely a little hesitant because I thought, mm, if I put myself all the way out there and say, you know, I ride for God and I want to do things for God, I may be ridiculed for that. But I realized that I didn't want to compromise who I was on the inside. So a big part, I think, of being a a, a Christian or even a faith-based creative creator is that you have to be okay with people not liking you. I have learned very quickly that there are more people that are open to me standing where I where I believe than those who would rather me shy away and kind of hide who I am or hide my faith. So um, to answer your question, there is a lot of people who have said, you know, mm, I don't really like that type of content because it is faith based. But I've had a lot more people say, you know, you've made me feel comfortable standing in that what I otherwise wouldn't. So I think that's worth it. I'd rather have a couple people not like me if it means that there's some people that are emboldened by what I'm doing. Wow, I, I like that because one thing I, I always think about, I'm just, if I could just reach one person, mm-hmm. then it, I'm doing the job. 
Yeah. I, I may not reach millions like, you know, some of the other people, but if we could just reach at least one person. Yes. And, and I think that's where a lot of people mess up because they, they're trying to go for the masses. They're trying to go. Right. You know, they want to be the, you know, the reach like T.D. Jakes or Tyler Perry and stuff. And mm-hmm. Sometimes that may not be our capacity. Right. Right. And it, I think it's, if you're trying too hard to be relevant to everybody, you're going to miss most of the people that are in your, your audience, you know, the people that really right. need to hear you. So I, I'm really I really like how you said that, like, don't aim for the masses, aim for that specific group of people that you're really trying to reach. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask you, um, who or what is the inspiration behind what you do on your YouTube channel? Oh, who is the inspiration? You know, do you watch a lot of YouTube? Okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's how I feel, right? I know I'm on YouTube, but I didn't watch a ton of it before I got there. So, um, you know, I will say one of my favorite content creators that I've seen, uh, Alan Parr is one of my absolute favorites. I don't know if you know who he is. He's basically, um, he's a Bible teacher. He is um, a theologian and he's just a solid guy who basically answers very specific questions about the faith. So he's not answering your kind of normal, where did the Bible come from type of questions. He's asking questions like, like, you know, should you join fraternity sororities based off the biblical faith? Because he's in a fraternity and he talks a lot about that. He talks about um, whether or not you should have sex before marriage. You know, questions that really I think our generation is interested in knowing the answers to. So I love his approach because he's very direct. He does not shy away from the truth, but he's also incredibly um, approachable and accessible. My other favorite content creators, um, have you ever heard of Evelyn of the Internets? No. Before. Okay. Everyone of the internet is kind of a random variety show of a channel, but she's basically a commentator. She commentates on whatever she wants, just whatever she likes to talk about. So she could talk about her goals for this last year that failed, or she'll talk about her realistic diet, not the kind of eating a day, you know, that type of content. <laughs> yeah. I love her because she, she'll keep your attention with her storytelling ability, but she'll just sit in one spot. I would love to get to that point where I don't feel like I have to do a production per se, but I could right. just sit and talk and people be enthralled. And she's that kind of, that inner, t- that, that type of energy so uh, those two are probably my top two that I really am inspired by okay yeah I, I think when I look at YouTube most of the time I'm looking at um, E.T. and Inky Johnson really okay yeah because because I'm, I'm in the motivational speaking field right you know, I, the, especially Inky you know I like E.T. but it's something about Inky that I can connect with them but I, what I love about them both is that you know they're motivational speakers but they still keep God in it Mm, yes. So, you know, that, that that stands out to me. And do you find that motivational speakers tend to take God out of it or kind of borrow things from God, but like don't really credit him? Like, how do you see motivational speaking? Yeah, I, I do think some people take, you know, they, they borrow stuff, but don't acknowledge that mm. it's from God. Right, right, right. So because, you know, some of our inspirations, you know, that that, that comes from God. Well, all yeah. of our inspirations, not just some of it, all of it. Mm, yes. So, yeah, that's and, and I love that about it. That's awesome. So, yeah. And I'm going to love this question because I've seen a video about it. <laughs> How do you mentally prepare for recording each episode? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have done a video on how I mentally prepare. Um, I, I probably should do a video on the process because I think people want to see like, what do you do? Like, what does it realistically look like? For me, mental preparation, first of all, I have to sit down somewhere and be still 
And I mean, because I'm a lot of movement sometimes. And so I do have to stay still for a moment and um, pray, get my thoughts together, think about what I'm about to say. The second part of that, though, is and people don't realize this, but you really have to feel good to record good videos. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. It doesn't just happen. I think a lot of people think that some people are just naturally really good at making videos. It's not true. They have to feel something to record a video. So I tend to put on music and dance around like a crazy person. I do it pretty much before every recording. I did it before we talked, you know, because <laughs> it gets me um, moving. It gets me in my body, gets my breath moving, and it makes me feel like, okay, I am present in this moment. So I really need that, that energy and that space to kind of figure out who are you? What are you communicating? Why are you sharing it? And then I push record. Okay, awesome. Goals. How many goals have you set up for yourself when you gave up because it was too hard? How many times did you feel you weren't good enough because the journey seems tedious? I too felt this way, but then things changed. I realized I had to change how I think. I had to change who I was. I had to be relentless. I am Kay Noel. I want to tell you about my book, Be Relentless. It teaches how to understand your roar, your design path, hitting your mark, and much more. Purchase your copy of Be Relentless today at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. It's not just another book. It's a movement. So are you ready to be relentless? So let, let's, let's now shift it a little bit. We're going to talk about why we're here. Okay. So recently, I guess it was probably about a few weeks ago now, you did a, a video about creative burnout. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put that link in the description so that people can go to it and look at it. Mm-hmm. How, how did you get to this particular topic? Uh, I creatively burned out. <laughs> that was how I got there. Um, I have seen a lot of videos on YouTube about creative burnout. And to be honest with you, I thought they were a bunch of whiners. I was like, yo, YouTubers are, you know, they're upset about burning out. And I didn't understand what they meant because I, I wasn't a YouTuber at the time when I saw these videos. But man, when you start creating content on a schedule, and you're consistent and you want to make sure it's good. So you're putting everything you've got into each video and you might get 10, 20, 30 views, even though you spent 10, 20, 30 hours on that bad boy. <laughs> Woo, you, it's, it's inevitable that you will burn out. And what happened is for that video specifically, I was just feeling so spent by the process of creating because it's one thing we you you know as a creative we love to you know kind of put our perspective put our spin on something but when you are putting your spin on it and you feel um like wow i have hit a wall i don't have any more ideas i'm tired i haven't slept i ain't ate well it it's inevitable so i hit that wall hard and that's where the video came out of it literally came out of me at like one of my lowest points during the process of being a youtuber and um it, it, i was i was not ready for it i'm gonna be honest with you i was not ready to uh, burn out and then I said, oh, and the thing about burnout, too, is that you never know you're burning out until you're already there. It's not like you can see it up ahead and you're like, there it goes. There she blows. It's like it hit me. And then I was like, oh, I guess I burned out now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when I came across that video, you know, and I thank God for that because mm. I didn't know what was going on with me. All I knew yeah. it was just at a point that I couldn't create because I was doing what I call the no days left behind videos. Mm. And 
it was that alone was time consuming because I had to do the voiceover, then try to, you know, try to find videos or pictures that could fit with what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, it's like my computer want to start acting haywire. Yep. And, and it was like, yeah. And then not alone, along with that, you know, trying to edit a podcast, that alone takes a long time. And not only yes. just one, but editing two. Because right. I, I have another podcast with my sister-in-law. Oh, wow. Okay. You're busy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and I kind of stopped with the, the No Days Left Behind videos for a while because um, I'm going to, you know, try to revamp it. And I think that's what I'm doing now with the revamping now, you know, like with the videos that I've been posting lately. And it, it seems a little bit easier mm-hmm. because someone showed me a trick um, of an app that I can use on my phone, you know, to add the music, you know, add any wordings that I want. It's not like when I do it on my computer, but, you know, it's something quick and simple. So, but right, right, right. But I just got to a point. It was just like, wow. I'm just, I, I, I can't even think straight. Yeah, I, I could think of any ideas or anything. Yeah, it's it's actually considered a real thing. Like they consider burnout like a medical condition. Oh so, really? Yes, yes. I found that out in doing research for that video that burnout is an actual like they actually recognize it as a as a problem and as something that is essentially mental anguish at the worst point that you can get to. And so um yeah, there was it was so interesting when I was trying to title that video. The title of the video is Why Do Creatives Burn Out? But if you type it in on Google or on YouTube, it can come up, why do you work, burn out at work? Why do you burn out in a relationship? Why do you burn out, you know? And then the last one's like, why do you burn out in your car doing donuts, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's real. It's a real thing that people experience. Well, let, let's help people for a second. Sure. How can someone know that they're, they're heading down this path of being on um, a creative burnout journey? Sure, everything in your life that that should be in balance is going to go out of balance. So the first thing you probably notice is that you're not eating on a regular schedule or maybe you're not keeping up with your routine when it comes to what time you go to bed, what time you shower, what time, you know, you're, you're, you're basically all of the essential items to your life, eating well and sleeping and taking care of yourself, rest, exercise, they pretty much go out the window. Because all you can think about, and, and you you said it really well, right? You couldn't think straight. That's like a really clear indication that something is not right because your mental capacity is just so low. And what do we do when we can't think straight? We force it. We try to keep, we try to think anyway. We're like, no, I'm going to get beyond this block. It's going to be great. And so now you're putting more and more pressure on yourself to produce when you really just need to go take a rest. So um, that's a big indication is when you start letting things that are basic, like eating well and sleeping, slip. Yeah. And and I'm the type, I try to push myself beyond my limits. Same. By nature, you know, I try to do that. And I got what I couldn't even do, do that. Yep. Yep. I had been up. I don't know if you saw any of the follow up videos. I had been up for 35 hours. Yeah, I saw that. 35. Like it was it was like it it didn't make sense, of course, because you're like, Tiff, why would you be up so late? But it was I couldn't get my brain to like not to knock off because I was so disappointed with not being able to finish what I started, you know, so then I was just forcing myself. And yeah, it was bad. It was not a good look at all. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get out of that burnt out stage? 
Mm. Well, <laughs> I had to be very intentional about the next. So, so I basically, what happened is I burnt out. I released that video and then I knew the next week I needed to rest. So that's why the next video, I released two videos a week on my channel. That's why the next video that week was about the recovery process because I was in the middle of it. I was literally recovering as that video was coming out. So I, um, the way that I kind of went through it, I started, I, I was praying, I was reading my Bible, but the most important thing, I went to sleep. I just slept and it was glorious. And I didn't answer my phone. I didn't, I didn't take anything else extra that I needed to do. I didn't take any more calls. I didn't hang with anybody. I went to sleep and I rested and I didn't push myself to try to make something happen. It was the best thing I could have done. Yeah, that, that is something that I'm about to do after this episode. So y'all may not see me for a while because I need to rest. Yes. So, so, so luckily my wife has learned how to do editing and she kind of just fell into oh, it. Yeah. It, it was one day um, I, I double booked myself. I had an interview for my other podcast, mm -hmm. but I also had an introduction meeting too for an organization, BCI. So yes, it, yes. So I asked my wife if she could sit in for me. And then you know, I, and then at the next that following that next Saturday morning, I also had um, this conference, this virtual conference I wanted to go to. Oh my goodness! So I, I I tried to get up early to you know start editing this podcast. Right. But the ladies they went in. <laughs> on this particular podcast. I, yeah. I try to keep the podcast, you know, between 30 or 45 minutes. They went an hour strong. Ooh. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, she she was like, well, I can do it for you while you attend the conference. After yeah. she was done, she said, y'all gonna pay me for this. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork makes dream work, man, I tell you. Yeah, so, and, and I'm making some changes as far as the, the, the other podcast. I'm, I'm not gonna reveal that information yet. I'm gonna let everybody hear that on the last episode of oh. that particular podcast. It's so, a secret, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> I won't, I won't. <laughs> Hey you guys, it's Nadia The Rose and I'm here to let you know that you should be listening to In Between the Pages of Life podcast. Every week we're discussing real life, real joy, and real pain as the brutally honest discussion about everyday life. We're holding up a mirror to society and critiquing what we see. Join us every week to be a part of the conversation. What do you think you could have done differently to have avoided that burnout stage? I was proud. I was definitely proud. My pride uh, kind of kept me awake. So I struggle sometimes because I want people to see the best in me and I don't want people to see my weakness, which I'm sure a lot of people probably can relate to that. Um, but that was, if I could go back in time and redo that, I would have submitted to that and said, you know what, it's not worth it for people to think I'm superwoman to push myself beyond limits. And, and that's really, that has a lot to do with, if, if it helps anybody, that has a lot to do with how we want people to perceive us versus how we actually are. I'm not actually a super person. Like I'm a normal person <laughs> who needs sleep, who needs rest. And instead, and it, it really took a hard conversation with my, my husband to be like, hey, you need to, you need to sit down 
and I couldn't see it. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going strong. He was like, "Mm -mm. you look like, you know, you look like you on your last leg. You need to go ahead and sit down. So I really would have, I definitely would have backed down from my own proud proud prideness um from that moment for sure well we know what the bible says about pride yes we do yes we do (laughs) (laughs) i was definitely in error that's for sure (laughs) and and, and i know my perfectionist that it gets me in trouble yeah yeah you know because we we want every like you said we want everything you know in the forefront to look perfect you know and all this kind of stuff and you know, that's just, and I've come to, I'm slowly coming to grips with everything is not going to look perfect. Right. Right. So, so yeah, and, and I might do some things a little bit differently next season. And, and that's what I'm already, you know, I'm already planning that because I was originally planning on doing 20 episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I think God is telling me, yeah, no. <laughs> Take some time off. Go ahead and sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives me a time, some time to recalibrate some stuff and and look at how I can do some other things because I like to write too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I've been in. I got a third book that I'm finished with, but I also have a fourth book that you know I need to finish, and I've been Mm. trying to finish it. And you know the ideas are here to finish, but the the mental capacity for it it is just is saying no. You need the rest of it. <laughs> it's saying, nah. <laughs> like Medea would say, sit down somewhere. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sit down. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Do you think this happens to a lot of people, whether they realize it or, you know, or they don't? Yes, definitely. And I think we we definitely are more privileged in our generation and our culture to be more in touch with our feelings. So the older generation, you know, our parents, our grandparents, they probably, I mean, they're like, burnout, you're too young to be burned out. You know, right. <laughs> you ain't really done nothing yet. But I think, I think one thing that we could offer as the younger generation to the older generation is it is okay to acknowledge when you're not okay. And I realized very quickly, like this is not sustainable. And I think what happens a lot of times is if you keep going through burnout, like a lot of people I think experience this, they don't know that they experienced it. When they experience it, instead of acknowledging it, taking a break, and like you said, recalibrating, they end up just uh, pushing through, but then they're resentful of everybody around them, or they're bitter about whatever work they're doing. It, It comes out in other ways. So like, if you don't deal with it, it's going to squeeze out into other parts of your life that you're like, man, why am I so irritated in this one space with my children or with my wife or with my husband? Or why am I, I'm not as compassionate as I used to be. I'm not as interested as I used to be. I don't want to help anybody else. It's because you're exhausted and you never dealt with that leakage, as my friend would say, emotional leakage that happened. So yeah, I, I think it happens a lot more often than people realize. And rather than deal with it, they'll they'll end up with some type of ulcer a couple of years later. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't even I don't even have nothing to say because you just <laughs> you just reading me so well and <laughs> all I can say is wow. And, yeah. and, and I think, you know, you're speaking of the older generation. That's mm-hmm. something I've always seen my, my dad do. He just mm. retired from one job this year. Wow. But since I was a little bitty boy, he he has always held down two jobs. Not that he had to, but just he did. just he just loves to work. Yeah, and, and not and, and even to include those two jobs, he used to detail cars on the side. 
Wow. Brown and Williamson used to be here in Macon. So. Okay. He, he When they were here, he made a killing, you know, just detailing cars. My goodness. And, Working and like a Jamaican, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when they left Macon, you know, some of them went ahead and retired because they didn't want to, you know, relocate. And some of them he still cleans cars for. So, and now that he's retired from the city, he still has his UPS job. Mm, <laughs> so wow. he, he said he's going to keep that one for like, I think about, probably about four more years now. My goodness. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. I can't even fathom keeping another job. Like in my mind, I'm like four more years. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I have so much that, admiration. But that's where I get my, my, my working habits from. Yeah. Yeah. That work ethic is something now. Yeah, now my brother, on the other hand, he he didn't have those kind of work. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. He, he tried to do two jobs um, probably about two years ago. Wow, I think, wow. I think he lasted probably about a week. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you don't put him out. You don't put him out. We're sorry, brother. We're sorry. <laughs> he, he's going to get me because he's coming up for Christmas. <laughs> yep, he's going to listen to this episode and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um... What advice would you give someone who is who is a creative to avoid the creative burnout? Mm. I would say pace yourself. It's a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, there is no getting there first or claiming a gold ribbon when you get there. I think it's really important for people to realize like, and I wish somebody would have told me this, but I'm taking my own advice now. Pace yourself. Um, the process is why we're in this. And being a creative, uh, we both understand that it's about the process. That's why we create. It's about the process that we're we're subjecting to and it's about the development of our character that comes from that process. So I am more interested and I would like for young people to be more interested in developing their character by way of creating rather than I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be, you know, seen, I'm going to be Instagram, Instagrammable um, because of what I've created. So pace yourself. Okay. Do you think the creative burnout can be avoided? Hmm. Um, for the brilliant among us, sometimes I wonder, because if you think about people like, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson and Lin-Manuel Miranda and these people who, who, you know, essentially create and it seems like there's no end to their brilliance, there's no end to their ability. And then you see somebody like a Kanye where they're, they're really struggling. Right. And then you see somebody like a Chance the Rapper right now where not to say that he's like on the same level as those guys, but has the potential to be. And yet there's uh, there's a crack in the armor, so to speak. So I think that we can be too creative and too, you know, good for our own good, if that makes sense. Like we can be too brilliant for our own good. And so I would say for those types of people who are just relentless in their creation pursuits, um, it may be difficult to avoid it definitely may be difficult you almost have to treat it like people who have an addiction right if you have an addiction to creating and to content and to working a lot okay noel if you have an addiction to that the only way to break that is to practice and be intentional about stepping away from that creative work and that process and i don't think people like that have can, can do it so um for somebody like you and I, yes, I think we certainly can avoid creative burnout. And a lot of that's going to rest on the shoulders of the people who care most about us to keep us in check. You know, your wife's going to be like, look here, 
what you're not doing is this again yeah. um but yeah that that's a really good question i don't know if it's avoidable for people who have maybe a, a tireless mind or a beautiful mind where it just keeps going on and on and on i'm not sure that's where i struggle with <laughs> my mind is always constantly running yeah mine too even as we're talking now, you're saying stuff and you're giving me so many ideas and it's sparking something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's, it's almost like the Matrix. It's just so much stuff going <laughs> and it's, it's stretching out. And so, but what, what I'm also learning too, and, and you know, the Holy Spirit gave me this, is just to write it down. Yes. Because yes. I hold it in my head and, you know, sometimes us holding it in our head, it drains us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so real. It can be dangerous too to keep it floating around up here. Cause if you, I, I've heard this from productive people, like people who do productivity and stuff like that. They talk a lot about how they carry around a little notebook. Cause if they get an idea, they got to write it down right then, even if they never use it, just so they can right. get it off of their mental mental plate. So I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Wow. You just confirmed it that I'm, I'm on the right track. I just got. You are. To you are. So what are you doing now to avoid being in that place of burnout? Mm, I definitely take a lot of precautions. Uh, so I've been practicing the Sabbath. And what I don't mean is um, on a specific day. Like I don't mean necessarily Saturday or Sunday, although, you know, the Sabbath is Saturday for Jewish people. And, and a lot of people practice going to church and worship on Sundays. But I, I don't. I practice the principle of Sabbath rest, which is the idea that you pull away from everything else and you just sit in the presence of God and do good for either other people or you serve people, you know, you sit in community. So I've been really, you actually have to practice it because in our culture, like especially in the West and America, we're very much like we work, we're workaholics. We'll work all the way through our rest days. And I have been like, nope, if I'm off from work or from clients, I'm going to sit down and I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna read scripture and I'm gonna listen to music and I'm just gonna recenter. So that's been a big part is I'm practicing Sabbath rest so that I don't get to that point again. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying <laughs> because I if you don't, I, he'll put you there. I'll tell you that. Why you put you there? But because I'm the type that even if I'm off from my my main job that I go to from seven to three thirty. Yeah. If I'm off from that job, I'm still working on this one. Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard. It's really hard. So I'm learning. It's, it's like I'm always going, and it's like I'm going at 135 miles an hour, and you know, it's kind of hard to stop when you start getting to that speed. Right, so, right, right, right. This, I'm going to practice that in these this time off that I'm going to have. You know what would be a good way to practice it? This is a practical tip you can use. If by, I don't know, let's say you set a time, let's say eight o'clock. If by eight o'clock, whatever you're supposed to finish or you want to work on is not done, leave it. It will be there tomorrow. I know. That's the hard one. I know. I, I do it now. I'm like, I have to walk away from my computer. I have to walk away. It's done. <laughs> well, well, see. <laughs> Remember I was telling you, it's just like those times that my computer start acting up. Mm-hmm. It's those times that I have set that I'm gonna be done at 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's when my, my computer wants to start acting haywire. Right, 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 right. Of course. I'm like, of course. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. It's like we're gonna do this now. What could have took like 10 or 15 minutes turned into two or three hours. Mm. 
So yeah, maybe I just say forget it. They'll just have to wait <laughs> a, a extra day and it's, yeah. I'm well, working. I don't wanna mess up your schedule. Yeah, I don't wanna mess up your, your posting schedule, but I've noticed that if I say I'm gonna get off at eight o'clock, I have to start shutting things down at 7.30. So my computer ain't got time to act up because I'm gonna be like, look. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> well, well, and I have started like with my podcast. You know, I, I try to edit everything on the weekends. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's a good method. Yeah. In my mind, you know, like if I already have a a, a boatload of podcast episodes already recorded, in my mind, I'm telling myself, well, you know, you could go ahead and just edit all of them at one time. But mm. the other side is like, yeah, no. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so how are you? Do you have an on and off switch for mm. being a creative? Oh my gosh, no. No, there is no off switch. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Because I'm always, I feel like we're always inspired. There's always something to be inspired about. You know, even in COVID, even in the pandemic, like I'm inspired anew almost every single day, whether it's somebody else's content or something that I read, I heard, I listened to, a conversation I had. So no, there is no off switch, it's constant. And my husband's always like, dang, like you got another idea? I'm like, yeah, I gotta write it down. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go like flesh it out real quick. So yeah, no. Well, and that's why the, the, the motto for my company, Relentless Motivational Group is all things motivate. Mm-hmm. Because I find motivation in tons of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it is just so you have to find, you have to have that eye to see that it's really not something bad, but it's something that can really motivate me. Yeah. And I think that that's a spiritual principle to have your, your eyes open, to be awake, to inspiration in every corner. You can see God everywhere if you're looking hard enough. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so we're going to end it with this. The, the floor is yours to encourage the listeners um, who are pursuing their passion. So just going to let you just flow. Let's flow. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm just, I'm really grateful to hear that there are people who are still pursuing their passions in a time where hope can be hard to find. Uh, it definitely can be hard to find. What I'm excited about though, is that there's a time coming now where the people who have been scared to do it or who have been waiting to do it or been looking for permission to do it, you don't need it. It is your time right now. And I'm excited about that because I feel like we are ushering in a time where people can stand on their own two feet, where they can step in a, a transparent space and be honest with the world about who they are. And that looks like so many things that looks like TED Talks, that looks like uh, PowerPoint presentations, that looks like Zoom calls, that looks like parodies and sketches, um, that looks like podcasts like this one. So I hope that you will consider continuing to listen and be inspired and be encouraged by the things that are around you because they are uh, the inspiration that you need to get started. Awesome. So how can people reach you? Yes, um, you can absolutely follow me on Instagram. I am at Tiffany Bird Harrison, and that's Tiffany B as in boy, Y R D as in dog Harrison on Instagram. And I'm also on YouTube, exact same thing, Tiffany Bird Harrison. Uh, definitely follow me. I would love to chat and hang out. Awesome. Well, look, Tiffany, I just want to tell you, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time out just just to come chat with me. You, you gave me a lot of nuggets. So I, yes. I, really, I really appreciate you. You cut me a little bit, too, but 
you, you sold it up, and as they say a good preacher would do, you know, they will always they'll cut you and then they'll sew you up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, I'm so thankful. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for letting me uh, chat with you and learn more about you. It's very exciting to be connected. So thank you for that. All right. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now at the end of the road of season one. If I could, I would play the Boys and Men End of the Road song, but you know, we're not gonna do that. But you got it in your head now, so. This is the kid, your relentless motivator, K. Noel. Whatever time of the day you're listening to this, I hope you have a good morning, a good evening, and a good night, and we are out. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pursuit of Passion podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Both handler names are RelentlessMG1. And hey, check us out on Facebook at Relentless Motivational Group. And don't forget about our website, www.RelentlessMotivationalGroup.com. As always, subscribe now to catch a new episode every week. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a ton of other podcast platforms. And if you want to look us up on Anchor, that would be anchor.fm forward slash the pursuit of passion. If you would like to send a donation, you can do so on our website or on our Anchor page. Till then, we'll see you next week.